Listener Production. Hello and welcome to Willow Talk. Great to have your company. Adam Peacock here with Brad Haddon, who returns after a weekend off. Didn't do the review on the weekend, Hads. Alyssa Healy, gee, she was good. You better aim up today. Well, thank you, Adam. I tell you what, you would not have wanted my review on the weekend anyway. I went away for a two-day bender with the dads from my oldest boy's school. So the conversation you would have got from me on Sunday morning after arriving in Dubbo on Friday would not have been pretty. It would have been a a little bit better than Johnny Bairstow's weekend, (laughs) but not much. Getting it away early. There you go. I've got a fair feeling we might mention Johnny a bit later on. But uh, what we're going to do in this episode, going to have a a deep dive into Australia's campaign, where it's placed right now ahead of these last two games. Looks like a final spot's locked in, but where are we going to fall? Who are we going to play in these last two against Afghanistan and Bangladesh? We've got India's dominant win over South Africa, and Virat Kohli does it again on his birthday as well. Bit of drama there, especially in New Zealand. I'm in anticipating a hell of a lot of sympathy from my co-host about uh, Kiwis and Pakistan, especially for our Kiwi friends who didn't quite get it their own way when the rain came in that one. What's the strange look on your face for, Bradley? The Kiwis lost. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. So, so what? What? what's so strange about that? They lost the game. They didn't score enough runs, obviously. They got 400, but it wasn't enough for a, a Pakistan team that was on fire. So life goes on. We'll get to that later. And Matty Hayden last week came up with some interesting comments about uh, not wanting to coach Australia. We'll dive into that. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you could leave us a review. That'd be unreal. And thanks to those on Spotify. We're getting to the 150 ratings mark. So we want the double ton before before the end of the year and uh, going quite well in that regard. So too, Australia had. So let's have a look at this one out of uh, the England win. It was um, a good win because England were quite obviously up for the contest because they had basically nothing else to play for but to try and ruin our tournament. And that is big motivation. If the shoe was on the other foot, you could see us getting up for that one as well. What did you like most about the win? I'm really proud of the Australian boys, actually. They had a lot going on leading into that game. They've now won five in a row. Maxwell couldn't play. He was under concussion protocols. Let's hope he's available for the next game. Mitchell Marsh, um, our thoughts go out to him and his family after passing him, his grandfather. So there was a lot going on with the Australians before this game. And if you read the form line, Australia waltz into this game, they, they roll their arm over, knock a couple to the boundary and, and game over. But it was a tough game. England, we know at their best, they're as, as fiery as any team in, in the competition. But I like the passion the boys show. This this game meant a lot to, to both teams. You just had to look at the face of guys like, uh, Zampa, when, when there's a wicket, the way we're throwing our, ourselves around in the field, it, it meant something to to not only the, the English boys, but the Australians to, to win this game. And, and it was a bit more than just the two points of a World Cup. So well done under some pressure, the Aussie boys. With Zampa, his all-round performance took a great catch through the bat late to get some really valuable runs. And then obviously what he did with the ball was magnificent. Do you get the feeling, Hads, that this is, this is almost – legacy defining for, for Zamps in terms of what his reputation is in Australian cricket? Because it's it's on him, isn't it? The way that the wickets look to be playing as the tournament goes on, he being our absolute frontline spinner, if he bowls us to a remarkable title, that's um, that's a pretty good thing for him. Well, if you have a look at the turnaround in form in the five wins, it's been Adam Zampa's coming coming back into the fray. 
he's yeah. the one that's 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 taking wickets consistently. He's, he's owning the stumps again, and you, you got to remember, there's a lot of pressure on Zamps as well because he's the only spinner. So opposition teams know that if they attack him, they they can get him out of the attack. But he's been up to the the challenge. He, he was great against England. He's been great for the the last couple of weeks. So. It's good to see though. He's he's got a great record in one day cricket. He gets the big wicket. So if he can take Australia right to a final, mm. well, th- this would be his legacy piece. Yeah, for sure. Another legacy piece out of the last seven days. Gone are the days of golf days with golf carts. Do you think? It'd be a tough round in India with no golf carts. I don't know if it was just a golf cart that uh, that was the problem, but obviously Ma- Maxi uh, again has had a bit, a, a bit of trouble. Falling off the back of the golf cart. We're glad he's he's okay. It's an unfortunate incident. And, and it's unfortunate because where Australia are placed in the World Cup. He's our second spinning option. Uh, he, he's all right now. It looks like he'll be available for the next game with, with protocols. But I tell you what, it must have been a great couple of days playing golf to hmm. four blokes on the back of the golf cart. We've all been there at, at the yeah. dark, dark days of the end of a golf tournament. So... Yeah, it's 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 good that he's all right, but we need to knuckle down now and get ready for this semi-final <laughs> with everyone fit. That's the end of the frivolity, I think. It, give us one in the past. You've you mentioned how you got hit by a taxi and there's been a few others, but has there been one where you've been on tour, wherever it is, throughout your career, where someone has done something, it could be related to cricket, and they've got back and the coaching staff, the physios are gone, you are effing kidding. How on in the name so Donald Bradman and everyone else else that's gone before you, have you ended up in this position physically in picking up some kind of ailment which is going to make you either miss a match or not play at your best? I can't really remember or really want to dis- disclose anyway um, what happened on, <laughs> on our days off. But I tell you what, this current Australian team must have some cracking golf days because if yeah. you remember the 2020 World Cup it, it, where – Josh Inglis did the same. He he cut all his his finger open, putting on a on just a golf grip. So their golf days must be really really good fun. This current Australian team. You'd wonder how you can have so many problems playing golf. That's the whole reason why sports people play golf is because they can't get injured beer, doing it. it. I, oh, dr- I thought it yeah, was relax, but not get hurt. Like you you've seen back in the day, <laughs> AFL audience won't really get this, but the, the most famous one in rugby league was when they went on a bonding exercise, the New South Wales origin team. They went horse riding and poor old Robbie Kearns ends up falling off a horse and there's uh, there's carnage. So horse riding, you can understand, it's probably not the greatest. Like skydiving or bungee jumping, probably not great in terms of a bonding session. But golf, how can you hurt yourself? It's going to get to the point where they'll only be able to do putt-putt, go to holy moly. Adam, I think you're mm. a smart enough man to know what's been mixed with his golf. <laughs> How often have you played a, a round of golf by yourself where you've fallen off the back of the golf cart? But when you're given a couple of days off on tour, you've done everything right leading up to there. This tournament was uh, the Jesse Ryder Cup. It was built up for, for a long time. Mitchell Stark had been organised it. So it was an opportunity for yeah. the Aussie players to let their hair down. No harm done now because we got through the England game. We could have been talking about it a lot more, but, mate, they're obviously enjoying themselves and ready now, now to play the finals. Well, Hads, I'm a walker because I need that five minutes to just let out all the steam after another shit shot. So <laughs> I don't use golf carts and maybe, maybe, just maybe, I don't think the Australian cricket team will be using it any time or pretty much sitting in the seats and not grabbing on the back. Anyway, back to the cricket. How important is it 
for the guys to avoid that fourth spot because we'll get to India in a moment and they were destructive again against South Africa, both with bat and with ball. It looks like if you w- you want to be playing a final, you've got to finish in the two or three hole. The the answer I can give you is oh, you've got to beat everyone at some stage, but you don't want to meet India in the semifinal. That's the reality of it. You, you want India mm. finish one and keep playing the, the way they are. What it looks like at the moment is it'll be two and three South Africa versus Australia. And then the... The four spots undecided. Can, can New Zealand find a bit of form? Again, has Pakistan, we, we know that they're a hard team to, to tip for or against because the inconsistencies. And then there's Afghanistan. Uh, we, we all mm. talk about how well their spinners are and, and the spinners are starting to play a big, big role now in, in this tournament as the wickets start to wear. We've seen Jadeja get five against South Africa. So can they continue on their merry right way and have the – entrance into the into the semi-final so yeah it's a, a lot to play for but I, I think Australia and South Africa will, will finish two and three at this stage if things go to plan and, and the, then the fourth spot's up for grabs between Pakistan New Zealand and Afghanistan by the time you listen to this we, you might have clarity on, on who actually lines up um, for the next one against Afghanistan on Tuesday but what would you do selection wise Cam Green said after that one against England, oh, I'm, I'm quite okay. I know I'm going to drop out because there's there's better players coming back in, even though he was pretty good in that one. Yeah, I think obviously Cam, Cam Green goes out and Maxwell comes straight back in. That's that's the obvious, especially with the role he can play with bat, ball and in the field. Um, he's someone we need at the back end of the tournament. The, the, the number three spot's an interesting one. Do, do you bring Mitchell Marsh back to to take the game on? to be that aggressive batsman up the top. Um, we've got Travis Head now that's that's opening with David Warner and that partnership won't be broken. And Marnus Labuschagne's the obvious choice to, to move out. He's the last player in the squad, but he's starting to find some form in, in the middle. Mm. He's been one of our better players. He's a top scorer against England. And with the conditions changing, we might not see the, the 380 score being as effective as it had early doors in the tournament. We've seen that the wicket's starting to take spin. Marnus will play a big role to get off strike, to run hard between the wickets. He's one of our better players to spin during those middle overs. So I don't think it's as clean cut that Mitch Marsh comes straight back into this team. I see Marnus Labassane staying in the team and maybe Mitch Marsh missing out for another game. So Hads, you talk there about conditions, and this happens in the IPL as well. Just just run us through it and you, you say, okay, the, the wickets start to get a little tired towards the end of a tournament. But okay, spin comes into play even more so. But what kind of spin? Like what really is a really good product to have in terms of your spin bowling towards the back end of a tournament in India? Well, one of the big things is, well, left arm orthodox are the obvious one because they attack the stumps. But what I think is a big advantage now is spinners that own the stumps. And that's what Adam Zamp has done really well the the last few games. You get the inconsistency in the surface and you start to get a little bit off of there. Some will skid on, some will take the surface and, and turn, some will bounce more. And, and that's the the big thing now. The spinner's got to own the stumps. We've seen Jadeja do it uh, last game against South Africa. When there's a little bit of inconsistency in the surface, this is where the Indian spinners come, in, come into play. So that's what you'll be looking at coming at the back end of this tournament now. It's always a different time at the back end of a tournament. That's why the squad mentality is so important in a World mm. Cup, you, you might now be leaving one of your bowling all-rounders out and, and bring your, your spin all-rounder in. That's why Maxwell's important to to come back into the team. So it'll be a bit of a horses for courses and a gut feel on, on selections when they see the surface. Do, do you go a Manus to, to play those middle overs to rotate the strike? Or, yes, we've got another flat wicket and we can 
afford to put Mitch Marsh back in at three and play that highly aggressive game at number three and and try to work the first 10 to, to 15 overs of the game. So, yeah, it's a lot of decisions are, are going to be made because the surface will start to to change shape now. Yeah, I've I got a feeling that Jardasia could end up playing at the tournament, the way wow. that everything's playing out. Yeah, that was... Quinton, uh, Quinton de Kock might be hard done by that. Well, he ain't going to be playing in the last game if things go to plan badly. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be an Australia, bunch History of Australians says he's playing, playing yeah, yeah, well, and you love dining out on that as well. Let's get to India, shall we? I mean, it's set up for they've got to get it right in one game, the way it's going, the way it's trending, and that's the final. And the makeup of their team, the amount of experience they have in big games now, you, you can't imagine that they'll get stage fright. But gee, what they did to South Africa, and it's not the first time that they've done it this tournament, it's where's the where's the weakness? I can't find it, Hads. Can you? No, not at the moment. The most emotional game actually for for India with Virat Kohli being so close to Sachin Tendulkar, he equaled with forty nine hundreds. But if you look at the way they're playing at the moment, their their pace bowling is causing havoc. Jadeja's come into his own with the spin. So at the moment, they've got all bases covered. So hmm. there's no reason to to doubt that they'll be there at the back end of the tournament. The only thing I thought is. Can they handle the pressure? Can they handle the pressure of a of a home World Cup? And and I think IPL's got a big role to play in what's happening here at the moment because they're not overruled anymore. They play in front of these crowds all the time. They've they've played franchise cricket with there's a lot of demand on your your senior players to to aim up and and take you deep in those sort of tournaments. So at the moment they're doing everything right. Do they tighten up come a semi final? Um, knowing that they've they've dominated everything to to this stage. At the moment, it looks like who will play India in the final and, and a bit of luck, it's us. Is the only thing also, the only thing I could think with Panja ruled out, the fact that they now have gone down the path of their three frontline quicks automatically getting a go, maybe taking a roll away from a spinner. I mean, is, is that something and they might be a little light in that regard? Maybe if you've been picky that they could be a batter light with Hardik Pandya not there. But what it has done is Mohamed Shami wasn't playing. Um, he's been outstanding since he's come back in. So they're going with the formula now of their five best bowlers, a wicket keeper and batsman. So mm. their best players are, are playing in their, in their best 11. So I, I think, oh, I know Hardik Pandya, how the team creates a, a big hole, but Dadeja can jump up now and play that role because mm. the wickets are starting to spin. He, he, will, he will bowl his 10 overs um, all the time now, and he mightn't have done that at the start of the um, the tournament with with Hardik Pandya there, he might only needed to bowl five and six, but with the way the wickets are ta- changing, Jadeja comes in and plays that role as as the all rounder. So yeah, at the moment they deserve to be favourites, and they're playing some really consistent cricket. As as I said, their paces are causing havoc. They've got two really good spinners, and, and their batters play the conditions as well as anyone. Namely Virat Kohli again. So forty nine one day international hundreds equal now with the great Sachin Tendulkar, and you'd imagine unless something crazy happens, that 50 will come up during this tournament. The, the guy, how he controls that tempo, and we, we spoke with on Willow Talk to Ashton Agar about his strength, Virat Kohli, and that's controlling tempo with you, you can never get a dot against him. And the way that he controlled that, the middle part of that innings against South Africa, losing two quick ones and you thought, oh, could they be four down before in a blink of an eye here and all that good work up the top has been undone? No. He survived one from Maharaj, which... Couldn't believe he missed, but he did um, on evidence of, of technology. Pakistan Twitter doesn't agree, but anyway, that's by the pie. But the way he's controlling everything, he's, he's strangling teams at the moment, Hads. And I don't know how you get him out. 
when he's in that mood. I tell you how you get him out, you got to be brave. So you've seen the way Maharaj was bowling at him. There's a bit on offer on the surface. Uh, some were taking the surface and skidding. Uh, others were, were turning big. So what you've got to do there is be brave in your captaincy. Sometimes you've got to bring mid-off and mid-on up to make him make the run in the game because what he can do is control the tempo really well. He, he gets off strike. He knows how to keep the scoreboard ticking. And when he has to go – He's got his eye in, he's faced 50 or 60 balls, and then he can control the game. So you've you got to be brave to veer at Coley early. You've you got to find ways to to get him out rather than let him dictate the game. Mm. And, and well, you've seen Rabada bowling to him early, and he, he beat the outside edge a couple of times where he's bowling that four stump trying to get him to drive through the covers. And we've seen in the past that, he can get caught behind or, or caught just in a in a floating gully. So the, the one thing with him, he as I said, he controls the game. He, he's the best in the world at that. But it, when you're the opposition, you've got to get him to do something different and something he doesn't want to do early in his innings, and, and that's the, then the chance to, to get him. But there's an emotional day for him. He, he's equaled his, his childhood hero in, in Tanduka. The, the the whole country was, was waiting for this moment. And is the script being written? Is it setting up now for Virat Kohli mm. to score that 50 100 in the finals? So congratulations to him. India doing everything they can at the moment to to show why they're favourites in this tournament. On a scale of 1 to 10 and 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, Brad, how much sympathy do you have for New Zealand and that uh, that DLS situation going against them against Pakistan? Oh, not too much. Pakistan were one for 200. It's not as if they were winning it with, with a show to, to knock the runs off. So, mate, they played well. It was impressive, though, and, and I will give them as he's Kane Williamson, after what he's gone through over the last six to, to eight months, to come back from a knee, just starting mm. to get a little bit of rhythm back into his game, break his thumb, had that time off, then come back in and bat the way he did is pretty impressive. But, yeah, Duckworth-Lewis is a tough one. I, I don't have an answer there. If you, if you do, you'll be a millionaire. What do you do? There, there's power plays. There's, there's different scenarios these days. So it's just one of those where, where you've got to cop it and move on. Yeah, so if you missed it, the, the scores was New Zealand posted six for 401, feeling pretty good about life. But there was a bit of weather around, and Pakistan knew it, and they just hit the accelerator straight away, almost like a free hit. It's like, oh, well, if we lose a bunch of wickets, so what? We've, we've had a go, and they had a right go. They didn't lose wickets, one for 200, sliding scale with DLS, heavily in their favour with having nine wickets in hand, and they uh, they finished midway through the 26 over at one for, for 200, and uh, that was enough. They win by 21 runs. It was reset originally to 342 or 41, but then, then it all uh, fell away. So there you go, Hads. Pakistan still within a shout of uh, making a semi-final. Wouldn't that be a semi-final? India-Pakistan. I tell you what, you, there's one team you don't want in the semi-final is Pakistan because what we see in here, you, you talk about the DLS, but they were one for 200. They played to try to stay in front of the game the whole time, and that's a hard thing to do with without losing wickets and playing a high-risk game. So Pakistan's one of those teams. If they play their best, they blow any team in the world off the park. It, it's a flip side to that as well. Things can, can go south really, really quick, but... Uh, yeah, Pakistan is still in there. And I tell you what, as a as Australia, South Africa, India, they will know where Pakistan's placed. You, you don't want to come yeah. up against a, a Pakistan team in a semifinal. We are going to take a short little breather. Back in a moment, though, we're going to all our listener responses to who they think took a tanning bed on tour with them that Had's brought up. I don't know if we're going to get an answer, but we'll try. 
and some of the strangest things we've seen at the cricket. Also, risers and fallers. Heads, before we get to our tanning bed responses and the strangest things we've seen at the cricket as well, Matthew Hayden last week. So his comments about he doesn't have it in him to be involved with the Australian coaching setup now, thinking obviously that he's he's a bit stung still by how they treated his great mate Justin Langer. And it's fair enough. It's it's typical Hados, isn't it, that he comes out and says what he thinks. He he never holds back and he he's he's got a problem with it. What what do you make of all that? Yeah, it's interesting. And hadn't known Matthew Hayden, he he's rock solid. He he stands um, by his mates. Uh, he's a proud Australian. He, he was one of the greats of the game. He's in in the commentary box now with a uh, big profile in, in India. So he's obviously still upset uh, about the treatment of, of his mate, Justin Langer. And have, hearing those comments, it's whether he wanted to coach Australia or, or not, you, you want someone like Matthew Hayden involved if at some stage, if he wants to be, because his presence in the game, he, he's been a great Australian. He's played over 100 test matches. He's won World Cups. He's been on the Cricket Australia board, the, the Queensland board. I, I don't know that the answer to, to this, but what, what I, I would like to see is if he is still uncomfortable with what's going on in Australian cricket, get him in a room. As I said, he's a rock the bloke. He, he'll give you his opinion um, on why he's not interested in, and that, and and maybe it needs some of the power brokers to sit there and, and listen to, to how he's feeling uh, because you don't want to lose these guys to the game. The, these guys like Hayden are the, the greats of the game. And yes, he's got a strong relationship with Justin Langer, which is good, but y- you want to hear from him. They've got a problem, maybe listen. You, you don't have to agree with, with what he's got to say, but give him the forum where, where he can say his piece and, and then maybe we, we won't see articles like this from, from our greats of the game. Well, what you don't want in, a, in any sporting organiser, any organisation full stop, is the place to be devoid of contrary views to the yep. common perception. Because if you don't have that person saying, well, no, what about this? And we've got to treat people, you know, whatever it is, if everyone's swim, swimming down the wrong, the same way, problems will eventually come. So I guess with a guy like Matthew Hayden, you're going to get that. You're going to get a view that he's going to go, well, no, bullshit. I'm not just going to sit here and cop that. That's, uh, this is what I reckon. And that's okay too. You're allowed to have mm. your opinion. As you said, you don't, you don't want all, all vanilla in the room. Um, you, you want a bit of strawberry or cookies and cream at some stage. And Haydos will give you that. Um, Boys and Brigo. And that's what we've got to get to. You've got to get to the stage where you're strong enough as an organization or, or a team to to listen to what he has to, to say. You don't have to agree, but to, to give him the forum to, to have a chat because, as I said, if there is an opportunity for him to be involved in, in the game, you, you don't want to lose those minds. You, you don't want to lose those greats of the game. They've done everything for the country. So maybe we need to, to set up a forum, let, let them have their say. And then if there is an opportunity to be involved in the game somewhere, he, he feels like he's happy to be involved. Yeah. What is your ice cream flavor, by the way? <laughs> Cookies and cream. Cookies in here. Okay, that's not too bad. You? Uh, switch from boysenberry to honeycomb. Anyway, none of which is important <laughs> right now. What is important is trying to get out of you, Hads. You brought it up last week. The, the strangest thing, we were talking about Marcus Stoyne is taking a personal chef with him to India. With mm-hmm. All power to him. And then you brought up the fact that once upon a time, a teammate of yours bought a tanning bed or a tanning setup. Now, I don't know how you can take a whole bed on tour with you. Spray but- tan. It was a spray tan. Okay, right. So we've we've opened it up to the listeners to say who they think it was. So it was Warner, Mitch Johnson. Marcus Stornis was very popular. 
Michael Clark got a number of votes. Adam Zampa as well. Shane Watson got a mention. Nath Lyon four two one said Brad Haddon. <laughs> no. Nath Lyon's lost it. No, that's definitely <laughs> not true. <laughs> uh, Brett Lee with the peroxide hair chef's kiss. Someone's mentioned so orange and blonde. Someone's accused uh, Brett Lee of going there. Peter Siddle got a uh, a vote. Steve Smith as well. And Aaron Woods, who's a friend of ours from the, the Footy Talk um, podcast, a current rugby league player, yep. he made mention of the fact that why would you take anything tanning? Why wouldn't you just take a tab machine? So, um, Woodsy, we know where his <laughs> head's at. It's topical <laughs> given this week. Okay, I'm not going to ask you directly, but was the answer to the question in any of those responses? Oh, I turned off when you said my name, so I don't even know the names you mentioned. Um, You're going to keep this also, a secret, aren't you? I also said that people brought uh, the steamers for their their shirts, so their their test shirt is nicely steamed for day one. So, no, nah, I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> That's right, but the spray tan. Everyone wants the no-hads and you're not going to give it up, are you? You're no, too solid. Get too rock solid. Well, you obviously like the person, so I'm going to delve into that one and find out who you don't like and who you do like on that list. So <laughs> I like everyone. Can you just you get like on with everyone? Else? Now, a fan has been caught reading Harry Potter at WBBL <laughs> in the crowd. Uh, I, I find this extraordinary because you're only there for 40 overs. Uh, it was the Sixers and the Strikers game. Reading the Philosopher's Stone, I don't know what it was, but there they are, deep into Harry Potter. What's some of the strangest things? I don't know if you've noticed, has because you have to concentrate every ball, obviously, but maybe at a drinks break you've looked up in the crowd and you've seen something. Have you seen anything completely out there in the cricket that you played? Yep, I have. I've seen some really strange things. I've seen pigs run across the ground. I don't know Who if you remember that that happened in New Zealand. I don't know if you remember years ago when South Africa were out here early doors when they, they came back into international cricket, uh, a roast chicken was thrown at them. What? In the outfield, yeah. From Yabba's Hill at the SCG, a roast chicken. Here's one for you. I know who threw that chicken. Who? I can't tell you that. Oh, no, uh, you can't. <laughs> I know, I know. But oh, I can't tell it, you. It was a close friend of mine. Is it a known? Mine, actually, it, no. Is it a no, known? No. Okay. It's a, a very close friend of mine. He, he was only young at the time. He's, he, he wasn't quite 18. His mum packed him a, a lunch thinking he was going to put the chicken on the sandwich, but somehow it made its way to deep fine what, leg. What made him throw the chicken? Probably alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and get up, caught up in the emotion of Yabba's Hill. The other one I've seen was an interesting one. I, I don't know if I told you a story about the brown snake. No. I, I was playing a grade game and I'd come back and I, I was feeling, I think Peter Neville was um, the glubman at the time. And I was feeling out in the boundary and, and I could hear something odd under the covers, like a hissing noise. And I went and got a ball that went for four. Then the groundsman walked around and I said, can you hear that in the covers? He goes, yeah, the brown snakes get underneath. I said, beg your pardon? He said, a brown snake's come and get there. We're playing out at Blacktown. So mid-over, I walked from deep square leg and I just stood straight in the slips. I've never used seniority <laughs> in a game ever. And I said, I'm not feeling out there. And he Who said, what do you mean? There? Who did you huh? send? Man, I think Doug Bond went out there. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> then I didn't care. About five overs later, the brown snake had come across the oval, across the middle of the wicket, Ooh. and I just went, no way in the world. Game off? 
Nah, you just you just <laughs> waited. You, you could see that, mate. Some people ran a mile. They were up in the grandstand. Others just what like watch it go past. They'd go to the other slither the other side of the field. But mate, when the ball went over the fence at, at Joe McAleer over yeah. in Backtown, there was no way in the world anyone was going after it. <laughs> So that's dangerous, but I still go back to that roast chook <laughs> getting chucked. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> they ever caught him, story. actually. Does he regret it? Mate, he's 16, 17. I don't think he regrets it. I think he just got cool, caught up in the excitement of the crowd, but at one of his first cricket games, probably didn't have his wide brim hat, hat on. <laughs> and then they changed all the alcohol rules. And there's probably a reason for that yep. CG, mid-strength only. <laughs> Doesn't happen these days. Anyway, risers and fallers, let's get into that. You got a riser, Hads? Yeah, Mitch Stark for his okay. v- very clever answer after the England game about England maybe after this result getting the moral victory. So <laughs> it just shows that that game was more than the couple of points in the in the World Cup. It was Australia v England and doesn't matter where you are, what sport it is, there's always time for that, just that little jab. And it just shows whatever happened in that Ashes campaign, it, it's still right at the front of everyone's mind. But very clever from Starkey, very clever. Much, much sympathy for John Bairstow, Hads? Oh, I tell you what, there wasn't much sympathy when he got out first ball, was there? <laughs> oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay, put it this way. Who's, who, who have you got more sympathy for? The Kiwis getting done by, on DLS or Johnny Bairstow getting uh, <laughs> tickling what one? Do I, what son do I like the best? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a riser. Elise yep. Perry, a Pfeiffer in the WBPL. She, she hadn't bowled for, what, four months or something? Yep. And then yep. comes out with that. For the Sixers and a big win over the Ren- – a must win for the Sixers over the Renegades. And Katie Mack, got to mention her as well. The strikers, uh, to send them top with a brilliant innings of 71 or 52 to nearly get them home. But, uh, yeah, she's in form as well as the WBBL continues. A faller, Hads. Oh, I've got a faller. WA Cricket in crisis. <laughs> they lost. Ha, ha, ha. They lost a game. <laughs> First, they'd won 12 straight in the Marsh Cup. And they lost to New South Wales. Ads, mate. We're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna have a bit of a chat about the New South Wales situation later in the week. But uh, big win for New South Wales, mate. Big win under pressure. A bit been said about what they were playing. What it was good is the young kids. Young Blake McDonald came good. Ollie Davies mm. back in the team. I love seeing that. He he can be a a superstar of the game. But it was the young kids standing up. Yes, WA sorted out. Wheels are on trouble. Wheels are off. Flying off. Uh, and another one, this this stands out. David Willey not finding out he didn't get a contract with the ECB mid-World Cup. Can you think of anything more disgraceful from an administration point of view than that? Well, what about David Willey retiring mid-World Cup? Well, well, after from, he found out that he wasn't yeah. wanted. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's toys out of the pram, but yeah, he can be out. Yeah, these sort of things just fester. When things aren't going well, all of a sudden, little, little decisions are made in big events like this. Then normally are not a story, but when things aren't going to plan, you're planning around releasing that contract list. You've seen some people with three years, some with one. Ben Stokes was interesting. He only accepted a one-year deal. So that was an interesting one also from that contract list. But, yeah, they didn't That's get leadership. that right, England. How's that for leadership? Yeah, is is that his is that his body? Is his Maybe. body packing yeah. it in, or is he going to look to to play franchise cricket around the world? But I'd imagine Ben Stokes, he'll be coming back out to the the Ashes here in Australia. You hope so. He, 
You would hope so. Yeah, he, he massive draw card, B Stokes. So hopefully he makes it through to there. You got any fallers or are we done, Hats? No. Nah. Uh, well, t- no, I don't. Not this well, you nearly. What, what what did you nearly throw out there? And then you realised nah, the nothing. filter on. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Okay. You got no, a tip for the anything. cup? You got a tip for the cup? Yeah, I'm on Waterhouse's horse. What was Which that one? one? Military mission. Yeah, long odds. Yeah, not serpentine along the snake theme from your no. day out of oh, Blackdown no, there. Thank, no, thank you. No, military mission. Get to the front early and just hold okay. on. <laughs> you fair enough. Uh, I like absurd. The the one of the Irish gallopers. It's the stable mate of the favourite Vauban. I'll go with that one. And future history at odds. Chucking your multiples. Anyway, not gold trip again. Back to back. And nah, track hard. The, the track's as hard as Flemington Road, but anyway, I could look like an idiot. It, it has happened before, Bradley. It has happened before. <laughs> uh, mate, thanks for that. We'll, we'll talk later in the week. You, you've got no benders um, organised. Are you going to be back for the review on, on uh, Wednesday morning? Yeah, I'll, I'll be back. I'm going to trip away to Dubbo with the, the Joey's dads all done and dusted. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll thaw out over the next couple of days and, <laughs> and get some hydrolite and, and water into me. I'm, I'm cramping my calves and feet as we sit here now. So I'll, I'll be back Wednesday. Looking forward to it, Hads. Yeah, it's a big week on Willow Talk. Uh, we've got the review on Wednesday morning of the Afghanistan match. We'll be uh, back later in the week with a, a longer version. And then next weekend, Sunday morning, we'll have uh, the review of the Bangladesh match. We'll know exactly where it sits for Australia after that and looking ahead to the semifinals. That was Willow Talk. Have a great week, everyone everyone.